Welcome to Talk Comics to Me. It's summer edition where it is extremely hot for no reason already. There's no reason. It's only 12 days into May. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. There is a reason, but... Because of the (laughs) Al Gore. (laughs) Cursing the land. Uh, So yeah, it it sucks. Anyway, hi, I'm I'm Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather Hadfield. And we have two weeks of comics to talk about, so... Heather, take it away. Okay. We're just going to blow right through yeah, this. Yeah, we're going to just get at, get it out. We might get a little silly halfway through because it is really hot. Yeah, it is, like, exceptionally <laughs> just, hot in here. Just so you're aware. Okay, I have uh, Frank Frazetta. Frez- how do you say his last name? Frazetta? Frazetta. Frazetta's Death Dealer. Uh, this is issue number one. This whole story was based I feel like off I'm the of the worst person to ask that. I well, and it's funny because I know who the artist is. Like mm-hmm. I've known who this dude is for years, but I was just like, yeah, I can say his name, <laughs> and then I just tried to say it and couldn't do it. But anyway, this whole story is based off of the iconic portraits of Frank Frazetta's Death Dealer. <clears throat> this follows the Death Dealer in his many shenanigans. It reminds me of, um, like, a weird mixture between, like, Barbaric and just Conan, because the helmet that he wears is cursed, and it's, like, making him be evil, essentially. Uh, But he's still a man trying to do his due. Um, In this story, he uh, helps out a woman with a baby, and they end up, like, going back to his home or whatever. He's debating whether or not he wants to continue living while his helmet is, like taunting him like oh i know what's going on in your head because he literally does but they be banging and then when he like comes back later after doing some killing the woman's gone so it starts his journey of like oh i gotta go rescue her gotta rescue the baby all that kind of stuff it was surprisingly entertaining Uh, yeah um just because it, it did feel like very abrupt and I don't know. It, it was it was entertaining, and I did like it. Um, wasn't quite sure on the art when I was first flipping through it, but there are some of the violent scenes. Like, I love the colors in yeah. it. Um, yeah, the violence and stuff was really cool. Um, and I guess I like the idea of this story because I, did, I do like both Barbaric and Conan. I just thought it was funny that, yeah, this, this whole book is just based off of that particular art. So... We're going to keep reading it. Yeah. That's, that's fair. That yeah. makes sense. And I mean, it's like everything that I like in stories. It was just, it's just a very strange book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So I have quests, quests aside. This is issue number one. Number one. We got a lot of number ones yeah, today. Yeah, there's a bunch. Uh, so a skeleton, an apprentice mage, and an exiled princess walk into a bar. For another shift at Quest Aside, the local local watering hole run by once legendary, now retired adventurer adventurer Barrow. When the king privately explains that he plans to shut the place down, Barrow must find a way to hold onto his business and the family he's built around it. It's always sunny in the realms. Oh god, I thought you were saying it is just it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That's the <laughs> dynamic, and I was like, whoa, what? I suppose it's like what they're going for at times. Okay. But- it's like a, it's a really fun book. Um, Brian Schirmer is the writer. Uh, Elena Gogu, Gogu, 
Go go. Go Yeah. Okay. Or go gal. Go gal. Remember we had purple. We, pr- wow. Yeah, we'll we'll go on. <laughs> um, and then Rebecca N- Nalty is the colorist, and I really did like the art and the colors like quite a bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like a fun little book about adventures and this like you know in a bar setting and somebody's out for some revenge and i did like the like dynamic of the guy finding out that the king who is his like friend at one point is like yeah i need this for like my war stuff yeah. Okay. And you got sounds gotta, very familiar. Yeah. Like a situation that we yeah. And you gotta leave within thirty days. Wow. <laughs> it's you know. And so yeah, it's just, oh, this was really fun. It was interesting. I liked it. Does it have the same kind of feel as like? Because you know, I read a lot of those kind of books. I don't know why I didn't end up getting that. Yeah, it's weird. But does it have the same kind of feel as like previous ones that we've read, where it's like D and D esque? Yeah, it definitely has that like feel, but also like something of its own at the same time okay because you know there isn't like people playing these like characters mm-hmm. they're like actual beings right. who exist in this world okay it's just is like yeah i think it's like a fun little adventure book cute i i meant to read it like last week but i just kept getting distracted i did read several others but that one was for some reason one i didn't get to yeah i just really 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 liked the art a lot yeah the story was it was just like there was a lot of funny funny like aspects of it okay i'll check it out (laughs) okay so next we both have grim this is also issue number one telling you number ones uh this is by stephanie phillips and uh Flaviano, and then colored by Rico Renzi. Uh, and I actually had a lot of fun with this. Just a f- little Grim Reaper story, and uh, her... What do you, what would you call it? What would you call it? Uh, her... Sickle? No. The guy she's, like, trapped. Oh. Um, her ward, I guess. I was gonna say her charge. <laughs> yeah, I guess those are both <laughs> words that would work. Uh, the man she is taking into heaven or hell or the afterlife, it, he takes her sickle, and that's that's that. Yeah, she's now on an adventure trying to get it back while also dealing with the higher-ups who are not pleased mm-hmm. that she lost it. And the art in this book is just so fucking sick. Yeah. Like, I, art and colors are just, like, so good. I liked this a lot. It did, it kind of reminded me of Carmen... In a way, but not as, like, goofy at first. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Or The Sims. What? The Sims? Like, the game? Yeah, with the Grim Reaper and stuff. When you die, you get... I don't know. I just like Grim Reapers. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. Just a Grim Reaper story. I, I enjoyed that more than I thought I would. Yeah. I, I was pleasantly surprised by it, too, because this was one where I didn't really read about it before I, like, just added it, because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, death, the afterlife, um... She's taking him wherever he needs to go. So I honestly did not know what direction it was going to go. I was like, what am I reading? <laughs> so it was it was very surprising, and yeah. I, I did like it a lot. And I feel like we've read a few Stephanie Phillips stuff, and it can go, like, either way. Yes. So, yeah, this was nice where I was like, oh, I actually, like, really enjoyed this. I mean, the art did really... Brought it all together. Yeah, it was just so good. So, yeah, um, yeah. I would say if you enjoy that kind of stuff, then probably 
Yeah, it'd be worth Pick picking it up. up. Yeah. yeah, at least the first issue is like interesting enough to read. That's what I told a couple of people today. Was like, it's it's not too much to get into, and if you do enjoy it no. for what it is, then I would say yeah, it is something just like easy, fun, like yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so next we got another number one. This is Twig. This is a Scotty Young book and Kyle Strom. Jean-Francois Boulet and Nate Picos. I don't know why I had such a hard time saying that name. Nate? Nate Picos uh, of Blambot. This book was great. It's. I loved every single thing about this book. Mm-hmm. I can't even... It's just a little, little man going on... Or a little creature going on an adventure. Little mm-hmm. little twig boy. Doing his day job yeah. and stuff does not go according to plan, and now he has to figure out the mystery. Um, but of course, like every Scotty Young book that recently I have read, I feel like it's gonna get deep. Yeah, or just at least say something. Yeah. It was another pleasantly surprising book because I had no idea what it was going to be about, and I I know I know he's very cute. yeah the it's art just like the incredible. art in this is so good and Twig is just like the perfect little little thing. The I, the panel layouts are very pleasing. Just mm-hmm. yeah, everything about this book, especially for a first issue, was so solid. The character design, the way mm-hmm. everything looks, yeah, it's a it's a really good book. Yeah, it was definitely something where, yeah, when people were like, what do, what should I expect? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I Like, I don't know, especially with, like, the way this book ended. It's it kind of, it's so lighthearted in the beginning. It just feels like a, a movie. Yeah. Like a Disney movie where you're like, oh, yeah, this is, like, you got to learn a lesson. Um, I do just want to show this page because mm-hmm. I think it's really cute. And I hope they do this for all of the issues. Um, this is just obviously a little creative art project that a, a reader did in a nutshell <laughs> of Twig. I just thought that was very, very cute. I hope they have a lot of people who do this in all the issues because that was very nice to see. Okay. Um, I have, I'm just going to show two books here. I just got these today, so I haven't had a chance to read them yet, but they are... Um, I have The Pervert, which is a a graphic novel, and it is an account of a trans girl surviving sex work in Seattle. It's just a little daily vlog, we'll say. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I I just kind of read about it and then ordered it because I was like, oh, that sounds really interesting. And I flipped through it today, and it does seem like something that I would enjoy, but... Mm -hmm. I guess we'll see. It doesn't seem like it's going to take me a long time to read because a lot of it is just like quick words and yeah images and stuff. So we'll see. Uh, and then the other one I have is Rockstar and Soft Boy, which is another cute little trade. I don't know if actually if this is a trade or if it's just like a couple issues, you know, like yeah. just one single story. But it's just about two gay best friends living it up in Hollyweird. So... It's one of the friends is trying to get his other friend laid. I don't know. It just sounded like it would be a lot of fun. And I do like Cena Grace, so I'll let you know when I read it how it is. So. Okay. Okay. Um, I have Blind Alley, 
this is issue number one. This is a little behemoth book. I love how little it is. Yeah, it is actually smaller yeah. than other comics, legitimately. It's, it's just a very a cute big. book. Um, but yeah, it's a story about a man who has a rough history and goes back home after stuff kind of yeah stuff goes awry and that's just that's kind of it maybe he's not getting you know he's getting set up with his old friends who might not be the best okay best to be around sort of situation did you enjoy it i I can't remember if i asked you yeah i really liked it i really liked the art a lot and Mm -hmm. yeah i like the colors like quite a bit um the story was really interesting, which is I put it on my profile because I wanted mm-hmm. to like see, make sure see, you got them, yeah, and see what happens. Just because it was intriguing enough, where it's just like, well, I need to know what happens to this man now that he's home. Yeah, but it seems like it could be one of those stories where you know stuff goes sideways. Yeah, and it could go either way on whether or not it's an enjoyable book to yeah. read. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've I've recently been enjoying pretty much every Behemoth book that I've yeah, no, ordered. That's, that's how I feel. Like I, I don't feel. Uh, no, there was one that Star Girl book was the oh one, yeah was the one book I did not really enjoy. But that I don't think was any fault of the books necessarily. Yeah. You only got the first issue. Yeah, of that? yeah, okay. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just I don't. That book was just not for me, but otherwise every Behemoth book I've read, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. too. Like, it looked good at least. Yeah, like yeah the, no, the art. Thing, yeah, about Stargirl, it did look great. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> uh, so next we have Jurassic League. This is issue number one. This is just a fun little story about the Justice League as dinosaurs. Um, it's incredible. Yeah, it's written by Juan Gideon and uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, and then uh, Juan Gideon Gid, Gid, Gideon, sorry, uh, does the art, and then the colors are by Mike Spicer. Um, but yeah, it was just this book was a lot of fun. There's nothing else to say about it. it is legitimately what that is you kind of get every justice league characters little backstory or like of some of them mm-hmm. and you're introduced to them and how they came to be and that's their names mm-hmm. yeah. i think are my favorite part because it's just it's so goofy yeah yeah uh but yeah just Gralfham. Gotham City. Black Mantasaurus. Yeah. I just, like, some of them were just so funny. Joke, Joker's art. Yeah. <laughs> what was Aquaman's again? I can't remember. Uh, I don't think it even says it. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. But anyway, yeah, uh, Justice League as dinosaurs. Yeah, that, that, that's it. Yeah. Don't worry about anything else. Just just, just get it. It's, it's only, it. I was going to say, it's six issues. It's like if you're just looking for a, a fun I was just little like a, DC book, like it's just, even just any book, actually, it, it it's very lighthearted. Yeah, it's just like I said before, it's just a shut your brain off yeah. book where you're just like, I want to have a fun time. I don't care. It's mm-hmm. like, it's comic books. Yep. I don't That's have to. It. I don't have to read it to be serious. Okay, Heather, we actually have this first. Oh shoot, I forgot about that one. Okay, Heather just read this. I I got the first issue, and I special ordered the second issue. 
Um, but this is Eight Billion Genies. This is by Charles Soule and Ryan Brown. Um, That's the team that did Curse Words, right? Yeah, Both yeah, of them? Okay. Yeah. Um, and this is just a story about if everybody in the world got their own genie. You only get one wish, though. Yeah, you only get one wish, and then they disappear forever. Um, and the only person on the planet who makes the smartest wish is a man, the bartender, the guy who owns the, the bar everybody's mm-hmm. in. So, basically, he wishes that none of the wishes outside of the bar affect anyone inside of it or the bar itself. And so... Just, yeah, that, I didn't even take into consideration, like, how smart that was. Yeah, it's like, the be- that's it. the best wish, especially yeah. if you, like, know that everybody in the world is getting their own wish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just, that's just chaos. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that was selfless, too. Yeah. Helped everyone within the, yeah, very, very good wish. Yeah, so it's just, it's one of those things where I really enjoyed this first issue. I thought it was, like, a very interesting idea. Um, it could go either way, on, mm-hmm. though, honestly. It's just, like, I don't necessarily know. I Like, I know you'll have the dichotomy between the people and, like, the bar, but where do you really go from here to make it, like, as interesting? Right, and I am I am really excited to see, like, because one of the other people wasted their wish already, mm-hmm. and it was so... Yeah, that was good. Yeah, um, like right away, too. So I am excited to see, like, what the other people wish for and what is happening outside of the bar. So yeah. I will read number two when it comes in. Okay. Um, I have Batman. This is issue number 123. I honestly, I had to flip through this again because this was last week. Um, and it took me a minute to kind of remember what was going on, but basically it's part of Shadow War and it's part five. Um, I did miss the Shadow War Alpha and I was just telling Champ, I feel like I might've missed something like important within that one issue. Um, but basically uh, Batman <clears throat> and Robin are trying to find um, Deathstroke because someone dressed up as him or was pretending to be him and killed someone. So they're trying to find him, but it ends up not being him, obviously. Like, Mm -hmm. there's there's bigger pieces to the puzzle. So, yeah, this is them trying to figure out where he is and what he's doing. And then on the opposite side, it's him trying to get away and, like, figure out who is trying to be him. Um, So it is is really interesting. Um, But again, like, I just, I feel like I missed, like, one important piece of the story. And I, like, I just kind of feel like I'm floating and I'm just not sure where I'm supposed to go next. (laughs) So, yes, uh, this is Shadow War. (laughs) And I don't think there's a story at the end. Well, do you think if you had read, like, the Robin or the Deathstroke issue that they're connected to would be make more Maybe? sense. Maybe. See, I didn't know. Like, I didn't. I didn't know that the Shadow War thing was going to be another one of those that was across. So I just didn't. I just didn't think anything of it, and I was mm-hmm. just like, Nah, I'm just doing Batman. So maybe I will have to like go back and find the other issues that are within this maybe it would like fill in some pieces yeah Yeah. because i like i know what's going on but again i just there's like something crucial that i did not catch so yeah maybe i will just go back and try to figure it out or i'll maybe i'll just keep reading and just every issue just be very confusing (laughs) i mean you only have like what two more i think so yeah yeah because 125 is the new yeah chip yeah um okay well, I do like it though. <laughs> That's all. 
Um, I have Batman Killing Time. This is issue number three, three of six. And this issue introduces the, like, bad guy. Um, so oh, okay. the Riddler and Catwoman and Penguin team up. Penguin, or Catwoman and Riddler uh, beat the shit out of Penguin, put him in the hospital. Penguin hires... Uh, a character by the name of the help to start to kill them and that's 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 what that is and then you find out like what the object they stole is and like its significance to bruce um i don't know i still really enjoy it i do have a friend who said it was boring (laughs) but that's that's that i thought this particular issue i made them buy this um issue yeah um, I made them buy that issue because I was like, well, it, it is probably the, like, the most stuff happens in that mm-hmm. issue because you have, like, Batman fighting the bad guy and then, like, him chasing after, like, Catwoman and Riddler, like, running away. So there's, like, a lot happening. I don't know. I like the story. Okay. I like the narration. I like the beats of it. I think it's interesting, like, the way it's unraveling and, like, the way you're watching this object that got stolen throughout time and how it ends up in the hands of the people it ends up in so and it is only six issues yeah so. it's only six issues so yeah. it's not like it's anything really right well that's good as long as you're enjoying it yeah i, I have heard like uh, many different things but i mean yours is really the only opinion that i trust <laughs> anyway so yeah i mean that's just me but i think it's good all right whatever um, okay, so now we have Moon Knight. This is issue or Black, White, and Blood. This is issue number one. So they've been, I mean, I guess basically every uh, publisher has had some sort of like three color book at this point. Mm-hmm. But this one's in red, white, and black. And it's, I mean, you read the Electra one yeah, as well. Yeah, and the Wolverine one. And the Wolverine one, yeah, that's right. It's, yeah, literally just what they've been doing for those. There's three different stories in here, three different writers, three different artists. Mm-hmm. Just little Moon Knight, little tidbits. Yeah, I did really like the story of Spider-Man. That I know, was that was the best yeah. story out of all the... That was the one I was them. just like, I don't know why, it just made me really happy reading it. It was yeah. just, it was a very good one. It was a lot of fun, for sure. Okay, now it's your turn. I just swallowed and it made like oh, a weird no. popping noise. Okay. Are you okay? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, I can hear, so everything's fine. It was just sudden. Um, okay, I have Spider-Man 2099 Exodus Alpha. Um, so I ended up... I, I didn't realize that I had added Alpha. I just wanted the main series, but apparently you need to read this in order to like read the rest of it. There's, I think, four issues in the actual series but the reason i got it is because each issue deals with a different marvel villain um in this 2099 universe um the first one was like winter soldier second one is loki and stuff and this one doesn't have any of them in it i mean it does have a villain but it's not what i thought it was so i had to actually look it up because i was so confused I did not read 2099 at all, like the previous series that everyone goes crazy over. Um, But basically, this is um, in a cataclysmic crash creates a new Garden of Eden in what was once the American Wastelands. So that's basically it. And it's Spider-Man just like trying to figure out what's going on and like who the, the bad guy is in this 
Um, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it, I guess. It was just like, I don't know. I'm not familiar with this universe at all. I'm, I don't, I've never read like a Spider-Man book before. So I've just, I did not know what I was getting into because the way that I read the solicits was like, number one was this, number two was this, and each one is its own separate story. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I feel like a dumb dumb because I didn't know what I was doing mm-hmm. and I should have just read a little bit more, but I think it does help reading this because now I know like this is the situation that arose and these are the stories that are coming out from it. Yeah. So it helped, but I just, yeah, it was a very weird choice for me. And so I don't think I'm going to do that again. Yeah. That's what I thought when you were like, I'm going to get this book. And I was like, all yeah. right, dude, I don't know why, but that's fine. Yeah. It was, it was very strange. I was just curious to see like essentially post-apocalyptic bad boys yeah i just wanted to read about it especially because again each one was different and the loki one was like him trying to resurrect asgard after ragnarok and i was like that could be interesting Mm -hmm. i like that kind of shit it's not that's not that (laughs) so yeah spider-man 2099 fans will enjoy it i don't know what's going on (laughs) yeah i mean there were a lot of spider-man 2099 fans just wanting that book all at once when that it came out two mm. weeks ago. I was yeah. just like, I don't, what's going on? We did get a few more copies in today. Okay, well, so, good. Yeah. Good. I hope all the Spider-Man 2099 fans get their book. Yeah. Their hot, they're, hot book. They're very hot. People love it. Um, okay, so next we have Little Monsters. This is issue number three. This, I, I don't know. You get a little bit of history of one of the main characters in here, and it kind of with that history it gives you more of an idea of what has happened the event that is leading to all these kids being alone and being vampires so i thought that was really cool um i just don't know about this i know it's very strange like sometimes i'm like yeah i enjoy it and then other times i'm like i don't really like this Mm -hmm. It's like there's something about it I don't necessarily like, and I think it's like maybe the pacing. Yeah, it could be. I I think for me, it's the way that each issue ends. Like it's the obviously comics are going to have cliffhangers every issue because that's what keeps you coming back. But they just seem so like I don't care necessarily when the cliffhanger comes. I'm like, okay, but you could have just like done one more page and like explained it or you didn't have to do it that way. But yeah, I think overall I do enjoy it because I think was it two weeks ago i was like i just i like vampire stories yeah um but i don't know i don't really like stories i don't know i don't know yeah there's just something about it yeah i just think i i really do think it's the pacing it's Mm -hmm. just like a little too slow and it's like i know it's only a few a few issue series like what six but i think that's probably why it's it's because it just feels like it's dragging to get to this certain point and we know there's only a certain amount of issues so like what is the main point yeah so i get it yeah it's and i just feel like yeah yeah we'll see we'll see as it goes it's not like it's bad it's like i'm not taking it off my profile Mm -hmm. profile by any means just like come on just give me Give me something mm-hmm. more. Just, just like a little bit. Um, I just want to zoom in on this cover because it reminds me of 30 Days of Night. Yeah, for sure. I, just, I really like the covers for them. I think they're really good. And the art is really good. The art good. is great. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Okay. Okay. So next okay. we have a, a farmhand. This is issue number 17. 
I don't have a lot to say about this because it's just 17 issues into this book and a lot has happened in that 17 issues, but just confronting what the fuck's happening in this mm-hmm. town. The seed is growing. The it's se- taking over people. They're trying to work around it. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. Families are falling apart. Okay, families <laughs> are falling apart. That is not wrong. Um, do you still enjoy it? Yeah, I still like it it because I do want to see, like, what happens in the end, especially, like, the way this, like, issue, like, ended. And I like the dynamics of it. It is, I think, just, like, the break and, like, coming back to it. It's just like, damn, I kind of wish this was just, like, over. Yeah, yeah. And And I don't think that's a fault of the books by any means. I think if it had been able to have, like, that normal, like, year break. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with Saga. Yeah, and and then come back, like. Here it's like at least with Saga, like at least with this, I I, I tend to enjoy it more. Yeah, I like and I kind of do. I just want to see that. Yeah, I just want to see the conclusion. I just want to see how it like wraps itself up because I do think there's like a an interesting story in mm-hmm. there. And there was quite a twist at the end of this one too. So, no, I I agree. I think that I don't know how many more issues was it supposed to be? Twenty um, six? Yeah, Is that 26. what they said? I think it was twenty six. Okay, yeah. so we got so, like the rest ten. of this and then one more arc essentially. Yeah, so yeah. so it's not like yeah, it's not much. It's just I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. For it's it. yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like it, it feels. I feel uh, yeah. It's definitely with the break. It just feels like it was a long time. Yeah. Well, it was. It was like two years, wasn't it? Yeah. It, it was like a two like year it. break. I just meant like the book itself. Oh, it right. Felt like it, it's feel, feels like it's gone forever. Right. It's like no, it was just gone for like a period of time, and now it came back, and you're like, what? Yeah. Like what's yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I also do still really enjoy it, and I am very surprised by that. But <laughs> it's good. <laughs> okay, I'm going to. I'm gonna go. So this is Nottingham. This is issue number seven. I didn't actually get a chance to read this one because this was this was this week. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't get to it. It was weird. Um, but this is just the sheriff of Nottingham trying to figure out where Robin Hood and his merry men are because they're wreaking havoc on the entire kingdom that they're in. Um, a lot of historical stuff goes on in here, which I had mentioned for the last issue. I'm not sure what is going on in this one yet, but... Yeah, I, I will figure it out. Um, a lot of characters from the first story arc that were helping uh, Robin Hood and his men who were supposedly prisoners are now free. And mm-hmm. they're kind of doing their own thing against Robin Hood, but also not working with the Sheriff of Nottingham. So. All right. So just like three different yes. sides. Yep. Yep. And they're all... They all have their, because there's like Robin Hood on one end, there's a sheriff on the other, and then this character who was originally working with Robin Hood was abandoned by them, so now she's doing her own thing. She's like, you know what, no, taking those dudes down. It's fair. Yeah. I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Say, leave me in prison? No. I'm gonna, you know, fuck your shit up. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, I guess. I suppose I'll go on. (laughs) Um, This is Dark Beach. This is issue number two. This is our little... Uh, detective story about after the sun goes out. Has it been a month since that came out? Yeah, I guess. Oh my gosh. It only feels like it's been a couple weeks. Yeah, and this is also a behemoth book. So, here we go again. Um, But yeah, I really like this story. I completely forgot about the aspect of the sun no Mm -hmm. longer existing in this universe and that they were like living in domes and stuff. Um, It's fine. It's okay. It came back to me pretty quickly <laughs> as I was reading it. 
Uh, but I, I do think that's an interesting, obviously an interesting aspect of this book. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like it. I do. I really think it's an interesting, like, mystery. Mm-hmm. And I've... How's the investigation going in this? Because if I remember Poor, correctly... Poorly. Okay, I was going to say, they were investigating Not, the death of someone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's still investigating the death and kidnapping of like more like more than one person okay um and it's all because of some secrets as you find out spoiler alert spoiler alert um in this issue some secrets about like what happened to the old son okay and oh like why it's no longer there. yeah okay and maybe that it wasn't like a natural incident and maybe Oh, it was the government. Or, like, yeah, scientists, human beings, okay. somebody else caused it. So, yeah. I, I don't know. It's a fun, yeah, it's a good good little story. Like, good little mystery. Okay. And, yeah, I, I really do think the aspect of it being like, oh, the sun's out is really weird. I Yeah, that's what I had liked about it because, I, I mean, scientifically, you know that, like, if the sun goes out, we obviously won't exist anymore. Yeah. So I just, I always thought that was really cool about it, where it's like, oh, okay, so we've just been scared by scientists our entire life. We can exist without the sun. Well, and yeah, and that's not, you know, they only were able to save, like, a small Mm -hmm. area and dome that in and, like, create these, like, yeah, domes with sunlight. That's sick. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, that's, that's something I like about it. <laughs> uh, okay, so now we have Once in Future. This is issue number 25. We're thicken it. Yeah, really, really deep into the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is just Robin Hood. We meet Robin Hood and his merry men. And our three little pals um, go through some trials to become merry men as well. For many reasons they do it, but yeah. it's mostly for their benefit. We love Once in Future. Yeah. Absolutely love it. <coughs> Did you me, read... I'm so sorry. Oh, no. Bless you. Did you read this? No. No, I didn't get a chance to um, read the annotations. I read a lot of it, actually. It goes into... Um, it's by Ollie McNamee, uh, writing about how Kieran Gillen took a lot of these Arthurian tales and, like, obviously translated them for us to read. Yeah. Uh, but it goes into kind of each one of the characters that's within the books. It's very interesting. I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't mean to read it. I just yeah, kind no, of, like... I, I was wanting to go back and read it, but I just, like, completely forgot mm-hmm. until I was flipping through it. And I was like, oh, yeah, this was a interesting idea that yeah. I liked that they put back here. It was, a, it was a very, very good kind of author's note, I guess, to read. Well, that's, like, one of those things, like, whenever I sell it to somebody, I, like, talk about that aspect but then i'm just like well you don't have to know about it to right. read it you're fine you'll be fine just do just do it yeah that's how i always sell it too i'm just like well if you're fascinated by any of these characters like let me tell you what the story is about like just vaguely and then you can decide like it's it's so accessible yeah yeah it's so and, good and the art is also just like so good that i think it's an easy like mm-hmm. easy read and like it's so yeah i ended up selling it to I can't remember what his name is now, but he was asking me about it, and I was like, well, just look. <laughs> look at the art. It's so good. Yeah, the art is wonderful. It's a beautiful little story. I'm, I'm glad that it's lasted this long, because it was only supposed to be one story arc originally. Do you remember that? Like, they were only doing seven issues, no. and then they just kept adding to it. Or no, yeah. it was supposed to be six issues originally, and then they just keep adding to it. So 
I'm very glad that they did that. Yeah. yeah. I I will be honestly I'll be glad when it like does wrap itself up and find its end, but I mm-hmm. do I do like it a lot. Yeah. I like that it's just able to keep going because there's so many different stories you can do and mm-hmm. intertwine them and keep us interested still. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I'm going to go. Uh, this is Human Remains. This is issue number eight. This is the last issue. Um, I still do not have issue number three, but I did happen to read this because I wanted to see what the conclusion was, and they kind of made it seem like there could be more, but they're not going to, okay. which I, I like when people do that. But basically, you know, the aliens ended up coming down to Earth and killing everyone who makes noise above a certain volume. Um, when the story starts, there's a couple that's getting married and it's them throughout the issues trying to deal with this while being newly married and Mm -hmm. seeing everyone die. Uh, one of the other stories in here is a, uh, scientist who's like, I, I think I can figure out how to stop this. So, and then a a priest who is like, this is the end. God hates us. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, no, this was just the conclusion of it, and it kind of explains like where each character ends up, and I really liked this. I can't wait to get issue number three so I can go back and read this rest of the story, because I want to know what happens like in between, but I do think, you know, eight issues was perfect. It was just the right amount. I didn't, I don't feel like you need any more or any less. Like, it yeah. tells a really good story with all these characters and ties them up very well, so that's all. Mm. So I have uh, Nightmare Country. This is issue number two. It's a book that takes place within the Sandman universe. And this issue did actually make the first issue make way more sense. Okay. Good. I was going to ask. That is helpful um, because the Corinthian, the man with silver hair and mouths, mouths, mouths mouths for eyes um he comes across um god i cannot remember this girl's name the main character of this book the young woman who has been painting what seems to be him or something that's like him and he's just basically like how how do you how do you know this person how have you ever seen them like what's going on is this something that you've seen in a dream and she's just like, no, I did not see him in a dream. I see him, like, walking. I used to think that this was, like, a reflection of my depression sort of, like, thing. And it's it's a really, like, I don't know, it's really weird and creepy, and I really liked it. Um, they also have, like, a little Andre Sorrentino. Andrea Sorrentino, like, does a little guest part where oh, the yeah. Corinthians walking through, like the library and the dreaming worlds where like basically people kind of write their own like books and stories just based off their like thoughts and ideas and like dreams and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and i thought that was like a really cool that is really cool i really like the that dynamic but yeah i now that i feel like i understand a little bit more that like that was helpful okay but that first issue did just like leave me in such a way where I was like, what the fuck? I know. I had to have what, Wit, like, like explain it to me. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't know anything about this. And they made it seem like you could just jump in and read it. And yeah. they lied to me. And it, it, and it is something where, like, yes, in retrospect, you can just, mm-hmm. like, jump in and read it. But 
I mean, like, there's so many but little they, things like that character at the end. Yeah. We didn't know that yeah. he didn't exist before. And, and I didn't get it until this issue that the character in the end wasn't somebody that, you know, they all knew. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so that, yeah. That, that was like the first, that's the kind of frustrating thing about it is it like left you on that note where you're just like, well, who the fuck is this? <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? And I suppose that's that's the same for anybody who knows anything about the Sandman universe. Right. But somebody who's kind of coming in like super blind, it's just like, yeah, it's just like, I do I know this dude? Do I not know this dude? Like, what effect is this supposed to have on me? And now I understand the effect it was supposed to have on right. me. And it was still supposed to be like, who the fuck is this dude? Well, that's good to know. Yeah, okay. So I suppose it, it did what it was supposed to do, but at the same time, it was just, like, frustrating. And if I hadn't held out, if I had been like, well, maybe I shouldn't read this because I don't know, mm-hmm. I would have done myself a disservice. Well, I'm glad that the second issue kind of cleared up a lot of the problems that you had in the first one. That yeah. Now I'll have to read it because I was going to ask you about it before I, like, kind of picked it yeah, up. Yeah, I would say definitely chance. read it again. There is a... There is a part with uh, the Corinthian killing a young gay man um, in there. So that was like a little... I did not like that part of it. Yeah, I don't like that. But Especially because it kind of like goes into his story, like his backstory, just like in the smallest of ways. And then like... Yeah, so that kind of sucked. All right. But, but it is still enjoyable. Yeah. So... Okay. And I'll give it a chance. You win some, you lose some. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next we have Seven Secrets. This is issue number 17. And now we have learned what Casper truly is. And that's, that's one issue left. Yeah, that's it. One issue left, yeah. Eamon uh, ingested the a demon that has now taken over his body because that was what his role was in this whole story. Yes, we find out what Casper's role is, and it's all coming to a head. Yeah, Eamon sucks, bro. I told you. Mm-hmm. Told you from the beginning. Yeah. Might have I still to... think he's a really cool, like, bad guy. Yeah, I no. mean, not not like cool, but you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, like, no, I understand. He's a good bad. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. And yeah. he he does like kind of twist you for a second. Yeah, right? no, I was gonna say I, that's what I like most about those kind of bad guys is like you you feel for them mm-hmm. and, but then yeah no this dude's a dick yeah dick that guy sucks <laughs> it sucks it sucks <laughs> no no need for a redemption arc there no that's not you can't do it like i mean you might have been able to do it like several several issues ago but yeah. like no there's not even a possibility of it now and i i wouldn't even fight for it <laughs> And I fight for every villain's redemption. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, it's really good. One issue left, and I don't... I love it, and I, I am glad that it is coming to a close. Yeah. But I'm just, like, I kind of feel sad, too, at the same time. I, d- I don't know. I don't feel sad. I think I've been ready for this, like, to end mm-hmm. for, like, a while. Um, I don't... I don't feel like it needed to be so many issues, or if it did, like, maybe put some other stuff in there Mm -hmm. i i wish we had gotten to the secret sooner because now we only have one issue left and i just feel like that was something that needed to be 
talked about more. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's, like, kind of supposed to be the thing, too. It's mm-hmm. just, like, the big secret revealed right before the end. But then it also gives you, like, the ability, even if however this ends, to do more yeah. stuff. Because there was a lot of stuff that happened in this one where I was, like, I asked, like, because Julian and I were talking about it, and I was like, I feel like I missed something because there was, like a lot of stuff that happened in there that confused me that made me think like well was this another one of the secrets that i just like happened to miss is that like well and i think that's also the thing is like they're all secrets so yeah and, and we don't know them yeah so that doesn't like and obviously like some of the, like some of them don't know it so it doesn't i think that's kind of also the thing that's supposed to be within it is like those little secrets where you like oh what but it's, yeah, it is a secret that's just, like, coming to be. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a nice little yeah. story. It's fun. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, me? Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, we both, yeah. Yeah, okay. technically you read this, but it's okay. mine. Okay. Um, yes. yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> so I have Batman Urban Legends. This is issue number 15. I really don't know what else I can say about this that I haven't said before. It's just a bunch of short stories from the DC universe that deal with different characters, different writers, anthologies, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> 15 issues in, and it's it's the same thing that's been going on. So um, that's all. That's all. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> I still like it. Yeah. I, I still enjoy every story. Uh, this is nearing the end of this like arc mm-hmm. in a way because one more issue ends a majority of the stories that are in there. Okay. So I don't know if they're going to continue with it after these ones or not, but I would be okay with it either way. Right. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so I have... Well, Heather read this. I did read that. Um, this is Dogs of London. This is issue number one. It says about a one-time gangster who has been knighted and become a swell guy within the within society. He was touched by the queen and now he's a good man. Um, and then his past seemingly comes back to bite him in the ass. That's that's it. That's Dogs of London. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think I'll read the second issue. Yeah, I'd, I, I was gonna say I the say, same thing. I might read it off the wall, but it did not. It wasn't like it was a bad story. It just was not a very well told story. Yes, I agree. It was like a generic Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah, I, you're bearing bodies in bad places. You compare yourself to dogs because you and the boys are rough. Like, yeah, it's just, it's all right. It, yeah. is what, it is what it's supposed to be. It's not bad. It's just not, not a book for me, fellas. Mm-hmm. There, I think, honestly, there are so many stories that I've read that are like that, that I'm like, yeah, I get it. I have yeah. no need. And if, if anything, I would say read that Bog Bodies book by yeah. Declan Shevley, because yeah. that book was awesome mm-hmm. and kind of like, kind of like the same idea i guess not really it's just like crime thriller stuff right okay so. that's a good recommendation yeah <laughs> write it down <laughs> switch it on up on you <laughs> okay go ahead me Sorry. yeah me yeah okay. yeah and then we go together okay technically again um i have jim henson's the storyteller shapeshifters this is book three of four uh this is about uh kitsune 
And if you don't know what that is, it's a little fox that shapeshifts. I, I know I say this every single issue, but I absolutely love this issue. This one was very, very, very cute. Did not make me cry, but it was just, <laughs> it was, it was done really well. Basically this kid, um, runs into this woman. Well, they're the same age. He runs into this young girl. Um, they end up like talking and meeting up like every, every day they get married eventually. And his family doesn't, they're not too sure of her. They just don't, they don't understand, um, something happens and she shows that she is actually a fox and she disappears um years and years and years go by and he is just waiting for her to come home because uh, he doesn't care about that like his family is like very very upset that they didn't see through it and like they hate her all that kind of stuff but she does end up coming back at one point to like bring him her kid like their kid together and stuff he raises her never takes another wife or anything just waits for her this entire time and when they when he gets old there's like an event and his wife jumps in to save him and he's like i've been waiting for you this whole time why wouldn't you come back and it's because she thought that he wouldn't want her anymore because she was not who she said she was and it was just just a very very sweet ending I loved it. That's good. Yeah. And I love the art for this one. I, I feel like the art just gets really good every time. Yeah, the art is really good like, in that. The colors are so yeah. good. Yeah. I just, I really enjoy these stories. Um, I like that each one is just its own thing. You don't need to read the whole series if you don't want to. But the narrator is worth reading the whole series. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very, very good. You ready? Yes. Okay, so next we have Ish. This is just a little one-shot. This is just kind of like a little story about grief. Um, I got about halfway through it. I say a little, like, basically little, like, comic vignettes Mm -hmm. about grief and um, about losing somebody when you're young and trying to heal from it and I really liked it it was like the storytelling was weird even though I knew what it was Mm -hmm. um I suppose I also wasn't prepared for it to kind of just like focus on one moment of grief Mm -hmm. but I still really liked it a lot so yeah I'll have to finish reading it I completely forgot um to bring it and it wasn't in my pile of yeah. stuff to, like, finish reading to bring so we could record. So I just, I never got around <laughs> to finishing it, unfortunately. I did read, like, half of it at work one time because I just got kind of sucked into it. it. made me a little weepy, and so I had to put it down, as books do. <laughs> but, yeah, I will pick it up and I'll finish it. Yeah, I'm surprised this didn't, like, make me too weepy. It just, like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe the feeling mm-hmm. it gave me, but I really enjoyed it a lot. Okay, I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. Do it. Because the storm's coming. Oh my god. Um, and we lose power really easily here. So, <laughs> this is West of Sundown. This is issue number two. This is. I'll, I'll just read the back because that's always easiest. Thank you, Vault. Uh, New York socialite and vampire Constance has arrived in the frontier town of Sangre de Moro. Now she'll have to survive monster slayers, gunmen, and the harsh New Mexico sun to get what she needs. Soil from the place where she was rebirthed immortal. 
Uh, so yeah, it's just about Constance trying to get to her like native soil, like her background and how she kind of became what she came became. Uh, and then yeah, Frankenstein is a monster hunter. I love that. That's a cute little twist. It's like I I don't know I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> it's fine. It's what it is. I did not add that to my poll. I because I only special ordered that first one, which I never got. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it sucks because you should have just seen if you can grab the second printing. If I else. I keep forgetting to ask about it because I did like the first one quite a bit. Yeah, it was it's like it's fun. Um, somebody asked me and I I said that it just is kind of it's very much a Tim Seeley book. Mm-hmm. It just feels like a Tim Seeley book, but it's. Written by Tim Seeley and Aaron Campbell. Um, I really like the art, too. So, which mm-hmm. Jim Terry. Um, so, yeah, it's not like... I don't know. It's just silly. It's just a silly book more than anything. It's something you're definitely... You're not going to be like, I'm going to take this seriously. Right. Yeah. Just a nice little vampire monster story. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so next we have Norse mythology. This is issue number four of part three. This is coming to the end. And this is coming to the end. Um, everybody's dicks. That's like all I can take out of this is like every single god sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't know why anybody likes gods. I don't know. They all suck. They all are terrible. They're all mean. They're all mean. They all like fuck with each other. None of them are really like... I don't know. They don't give a shit about kids, old people, like, dumb people. <laughs> Just, they don't give a shit. They all, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I'm taking out of this Norse mythology book, but it's like, I hate every single iteration of any god that's ever existed. I think that's just the book itself, the paper. Yeah, stupid. Um, but yeah, this is just leading up to, to Ragnarok, which yeah. I'm pretty sure is going to happen in the next one. And the only reason Ragnarok happens is because of everything that happens in this issue. <laughs> which makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's just like all of them suck. Mm-hmm. Every, every, and like I said, once again, every iteration of like a higher power is just like kind of shitty. It's weird in this, though, the the way that Loki's kids die in here, because that's not... I don't know. I feel like that's the wrong version of it because I've. I mean, I've read several different versions of what is, what happens, but that this does not make sense to me because the wolf is not Segan's kid. It's Angraboda's. So they just like left out Loki's whole other life completely. I don't know. Anyway, I. You know, I. I've always said I don't really care for Gaiman as a writer. Yeah, but, but it's just there's there's just some weird things in here that I just didn't I didn't like. That's fine. Yeah. I don't know anything about North mythology. Yeah. So for me it doesn't matter. Right. I don't care like that. I think this is like it is what it is and even if that's the thing about like interpretations of things is right. that there can be so many different interpretations. Well, and that's why things. I like got yeah, I got confused because I've read several different, but I've never read like this particular version mm-hmm. of it, and so I was just confused when I was reading it because I was like, that's that's not how I remember it. But I mean, yeah, everyone tells it differently, and if you want to do that, that's fine. But anyway, uh, that's it's called storytelling, Heather. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this is 
the Camarion Hour of the Dragon. It's issue number three. Um, I don't know what I can honestly say about this one either. Conan is trying to take back his throne after being um, taken prisoner by another king who's trying to take his throne. Um, I think there's like one issue left. It's it's kind of weird because the first one is the only one where he was like not not king. He's been free ever since then. He's yeah. been like just kind of playing to figure out like how he's gonna get his revenge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think one issue left is what it, yeah to be continued. Um, so we'll we'll see. He's also trying to take down a necromancer. So. There's we'll a lot, lot going on There's here. a lot going on in this one, yeah. Um, I did go back to the first couple and read the stories here, so it makes a little bit more sense, but it is just so much to read, and it's so tiny that it's just hard for me to get yeah, like, it's, caught it's up on it. It's basically a book. I know. It's basically a book. It's just like, make it somehow bigger and add more pages. I know, like, that would be like, that. it would help. Yeah. It would definitely help. Even if they ended up making it a few more issues to make the story more. Yeah. That's fine. But just make it so I can read it. Because <laughs> I can't read font that tiny. I don't think any human it being can. It takes forever. And the people, like the human beings that can, that have good enough eyes to read font that mm-hmm. small, aren't allowed to read that book. No. They're children. No. Old people can't read that book. I think I need to get, like, a magnifying glass. I think that's the only way I'll be able to do it. Uh, okay. I, I will go. I'll continue on. <laughs> um, I have Monkey Meat, number five. This ends the small anthology of Monkey Meat, this first little story arc. They are going to make more. Um, but, yeah, just a different little issue. This kind of tells the downfall of the monkey meat corporation so that was a lot of fun mm-hmm. it was just like that's what i like about this book a lot it's just it's it is literally a lot of fun and it is saying other things at the same time okay and if it's not trying to it it accidentally does because it talks a lot about like capitalism and stuff right yeah okay and just like yeah how kind of corporations take advantage of stuff and yeah but doing it in a way that's just like, oh, I, I see what you're doing. Very nonchalant. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think dummies can read it and mm-hmm. be like, ah, oh, yuck it up. Yuck it up. Dummies can read it and yuck it up. I am going to write that down because <laughs> I absolutely love that. Uh, we're, it's, it's recorded live for everybody to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a really, really fun book. I just realized that there's little comic on the back of this yeah that's what i was trying to look at that is cute it's disgusting um but yeah that's all i really have to say about that book i think it's i think it's worth picking up the trade and kind of just like flipping through and reading it the art's great and again it's only five issues so that's awesome and it's gonna continue but you know it's you cannot continue to read it Easy now, enough. can you you say it's an anthology? Can you just grab like issue number three and read that? Yes. Like, there's no over. Oh yeah, like, no story. Okay. There are little pieces that kind of like over arc, but it's not like you have to know that. Right. It is easily one of those anthologies where yeah, you can grab whatever off the wall and read it because they give you like the little like every issue has the little excerpt like this is what monkey meat is and this is like what this does and then you go into the story and it's okay. Okay. Very good. Yeah. 
Um, so last. This is our last one. We have Deadly Class. And this is issue number 52. This is A Fond Farewell, part four. Um, we do a couple time jumps here. Mm-hmm. And I don't... I don't really want to go into this too hard, like we we always say about Deadly Class. Um, I have a lot of mixed feelings. Mm-hmm. I meant to ask you about it because we had talked about it last week when, after you had read it. Yeah, but I just um, I completely forgot to ask you. I love Marcus uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. This like this doesn't feel right. No, it feels. Like this, end, like, this issue in particular feels like a weird, like, and I feel like this one in particular, maybe not any of the past ones, but this feels like a weird dream sequence that doesn't make any sense. I was going to say, it doesn't feel real. Yeah. Like, not it doesn't a, feel like this is what's actually happen, happening. It feels like something bad happened, and this is what, like, Marcus is thinking in its place. Yeah, and I, and that's how I feel as well, um... I don't think that's the case. I know. Um, which is fine. Um, I just... it. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out as mm-hmm. like time continues. Obviously, the, this leaves off in a way where what we're saying we know isn't real. Because why, why would you have a, a dream sequence end mm-hmm. in such a manner? Um, yeah, I don't... I don't know. We're getting I, to the we're end. We're getting to the end. And I'll see, like, I always do really enjoy Rick Remender's endings. I've never, like, I don't think I've met an ending of his that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll just, we'll just really see. We just really have to see where it goes from here. Um, it's not bad. I'm just, I want to know. I think that's it more it, it than anything, especially now that we're, like, we're here. We're at... We're at this point. Remember when I started making you read this book? Yes. <laughs> um, and now we're at that point because we've talked about it for a while about like what happens when it ends, and now we're here at that like what happens at it when it ends. And yeah. I think I'm I'm still like we have four four issues left. Yeah, and, and then yeah. what happens when it ends? Like who who goes where? What happens? We'll see. We'll see. Because we need our girl back, too. Uh, yeah, of course I need my girl back. We just, she's, we just need her. Yeah. That's just the that's, end of it. Um, and that's it. That's all That's all we got. That's all we got to talk about. We, uh, we beat the storm. Barely. I hear it out there. I've seen some lightning, oh, too. So, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, go support your local comic book shops. Go support your local libraries. Uh, if you can, I suppose, vote, mm-hmm. especially in your local elections. Um, if you can, donate money to trans kids across, or trans youth across the United States. Stuff is rough, rough out there um, for all of us. And uh, always, as always, we appreciate you. Heather, what you got over there? Um, take care of yourself in the heat. Like, honestly, that's, <laughs> it's, it's bad. Not just the weather. I'm just saying in general, it's bad. Like, yeah. just things. So look after yourselves. Look after the people you love. Yeah. All right. Uh, we love you. And we will see you on the flip-flop, flippity flip Later, baby. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>